The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Well, the second service crew, you're all welcome. And those of you that are joining us online, um, you're welcome as well. Praise God. We started talking about a better future last week and such amazing truth Pastor Noel taught us. The key is to be planted. The key is to be planted to activate the power of resurrection. What you need to do is to understand your seed and allow yourself to be planted in the house of God and die. The, the power of resurrection that the seed can experience will not happen unless the seed dies. What if it dies? Hallelujah. The better future that God has ordained and destined, that is already programmed into the seed. That is automated. It just needs to be unlocked. It will be unleashed and it will be evident to all. And once again, I decree that will be your testimony this Easter season in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So we are declaring again that Christ is risen. And we are risen with him. This is Reason 2021. It's a series we run every Easter to remind ourselves that we are to live the resurrected life. Easter ought to be every Sunday. Ought to be every day. Praise God. We just pick one Sunday or one weekend to celebrate it. Because we have other things to celebrate as well. Praise God. But living that life and understanding the meaning of the resurrected life is something you are entitled to, particularly if you're a child of God. Hallelujah. Um, before I get into the word, I want to quickly remind us, King Service Sunday is coming up, the last Sunday of this month. Two quick notices. Um, that is a day we are going to celebrate stewardship. One of the best things you can do for yourself, the best ways you can live your life is to let the mind of Christ be in you. Like Philippians chapter 2 says, and to humble yourself as a servant of men. Humble yourself. Learn to take a towel. Take off your clothes. The example Jesus gave was very graphic and very simple. He took off his clothes, took up a towel like a slave, wrapped the towel around himself, fetched a basin of water, and started washing the feet of his disciples. And everyone that is a member of this church, every able-bodied adult, my encouragement and my charge to you is to start serving us. Like I'm serving you this morning. Start serving us. There is a treasure in you you will never discover. Until you humble yourself and become a servant. So from now till then, we'll keep encouraging you. Join a workforce. Um, identify the workforces available. We shared a few of them before Easter Sunday with us. Um, and you can always make inquiries at the information desk. So King Service Sunday, the last one of the month, we'll be coming dressed in our restart t-shirt. And just rededicate ourselves to serving God. And if you are here, you are not yet serving in the house sign up to serving. If you used to serve before and something happened and you are no longer serving, this is the time to restart. That should be one of your own restarts this season. And the Sunday after that, um, first Sunday in May, 
we are going to be having restart with Dr. K. Glory be to God. I thought somebody would be excited about that one. Our father in the Lord, our founding pastor and apostolic oversight, Dr. K, will be visiting the country. It's going to be a massive, massive visitation. And he will be here with us this first Sunday in the month of May. Now, going forward, I'm going to encourage you, if you attend the second service, endeavor to listen to the message in the first service. I'm not going to preach the same thing I preached. I'm just going to continue from where we left off. And if you attend the first service, endeavor to listen to the message in the second service. And not only that, join the midweek services online and hear and hear again what the Spirit is saying to the church. And there are other avenues that you can be getting the Word of God that is being preached and being taught and being demonstrated by precept and example in this church. I talked a bit in detail about that in the first service. If you will listen to the message or the service, you will get that information. Praise God. Can I hear somebody shout again, I have a better future. What is ahead of me? See, it's what is ahead of me is far better than what I'm experiencing right now and far more glorious than everything I've experienced in my past. That's what we're going to be talking about. Specifically, we're going to be talking about walking in redemption's resurrection power. Now that we are saved, now that we are redeemed, um, there is a power of resurrection. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. The miraculous resurrection, uncontestable, undeniable power of God. That is dynamic in its working. It's available to every Christian. The challenge is many believers don't know how to walk in it. And we started dealing with what, why that is so. In the first service, I, I dwelt quite some on the misconception of what power is. For most Christians, particularly in our part of the world, when you mention power, particularly resurrection power like this, they are thinking about signs and wonders. They are thinking about healing the sick. And they are thinking about raising the dead. And they are correct. Obviously, that is the power of God. The only challenge is that they are incomplete. You can be correct and be incomplete. And that portion that you are leaving out may be the thing Satan is using to rob you. And I believe that's a challenge or one of the main obstacles many people have. So again, I encourage you to listen to what was shared in, this, in the first service. I'm just going to continue from where I left off. And I want to start by saying this. Power does not have to be loud. Power doesn't have to be loud. Power does not have to be disruptive. Power doesn't have to be destructive. Power doesn't have to be dramatic. Think about all the forms of power we know in the natural. And one of the best ways to understand the supernatural, and you can see that these words are connected. Natural, supernatural. Super just means beyond or above the natural. It has connection to the natural. You can learn about the supernatural by looking at similar things in the natural. Electrical power, electricity power is flowing in this building. But it's not disrupting anything. 
And it's powering everything. Powering the video walls, powering the AC, powering the lights, powering the sound. Quietly, noiselessly, making impacts. If they turn off that generator, you will see the impact of the power. Power doesn't have to be loud. Power doesn't have to be noticeable at first glance. It can be happening quietly in the background. So if your definition of power is a dead person must be raised, a sick person must be instantly healed, a sign and a wonder must happen, Red Sea must part, manna must fall from heaven, you will miss God by a country mile. Because there are many other expressions of God's power that are not like that. I'll give you a few examples. I mentioned financial power in the first service. Financial power. I will give you more examples. Political power. Social capital. Moral power or moral authority and integrity. These are all expressions that are scriptural. That you can only walk in, particularly as a believer, in this dark and corrupt world by the power and the ability of God. But in our continent and even our country, we have raised a generation of Christians. Watch what is happening to us. And this is the challenge of the generations that are coming ahead of us. We've raised a generation of Christians. They have only focused on miracle power, sign and wonder, sick being healed, dead being raised. And there's nothing wrong with that. I hope you are getting my point. And we have turned our back to political power. And people that have no business ruling us politically have been ruling us. And we told our miracle power, and we have miracle power. We are still suffering. We have neglected social power and social capital. Poor people, um, homeless people, nobody is doing anything about it because the power is not there. In developed countries of the world, there are some they call the social safety net. They keep arguing about it too. Government will pay people that don't have employment. What are they doing? Investing in social power. Because they know if people don't have job, a pandemic happens, they will start kidnapping all of us and terrorizing all of us. <laughs> like somebody said one day, he was talking to the politicians in Nigeria. He said, The money you are stealing that you should be using to sending people in your country to school, you are stealing it and using it to send your children abroad. When your children that you send abroad come back, the children of people that you didn't raise, they will start robbing your children and terrorizing your children. And that's the story in Nigeria. Because of a lack of understanding of social capital and social power. The church of the future in Nigeria must have political power. Not just miracle power. And it's in your Bible. I wish I had time to go into that. But understand this. There are other expressions of power that are not loud, not destructive, but just as impactful. I'll tell you something else. Watch this. This will hit you where you are. That you have a challenge or an issue in your life does not mean you are powerless. I want to talk to that person that you are convinced because there's a sickness in your body that you have prayed and prayed and prayed and you've not seen healing. That it means you are not a powerful believer. You are wrong. 
I want to talk to that person this morning that because you have struggled financially for years, you've done everything you know to do. Pastor T has laid hands on you, poured oil on you, laid leg on you, and you are still struggling financially. That does not mean you are powerless. I want to talk to that person that you have not been able to get a job or your business to take off. It doesn't mean you are powerless. That you have a challenge or an issue in your life does not make you powerless. The very simple fact that you are born again. I wrote this down. Put it up for me on the board. If you are the redeemed of the Lord, if you are born again, you are powerful. Whether there is sickness in your body that you have tried to drive away that you have not been able to drive away or not. Whether you have financial difficulties, whether you have marital difficulty, whether you have... That doesn't make me change the fact that you are powerful. Can I hear somebody shout, I am powerful? That is not a shout, church. Shout like a powerful person. Regardless of the issues in your life. If you will understand this, you will be amazed that you can even live victoriously with those challenges in your life. Romans chapter 1. If you are redeemed, if you are born again, you are powerful. Listen to this very carefully from verse 3. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power. He was declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. The resurrection from the dead announced the declaration of power that Jesus had. Of course, he walked in power while he was in his earthly ministry. But we are after the order of his resurrection. Christ is risen. So are we. Like he was declared to be the power of God. Declared to be the son of God with power. According to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. You and I also have been declared to be the children of God with power. Redemption makes you a powerful person. Regardless of the challenges in your life. But if you will think and tell yourself, hey, I prayed and prayed and prayed and the problem did not go, that means I don't have power. You are wrong. You have a wrong misconception of what the power of God is all about. Regardless of the challenges you are facing, learn to convince yourself I am a powerful person. It's not until I raise the dead that I'm convinced I have power. No, the Bible teaches me much more than that. It's not until I lay hands on the sick and there's nothing wrong with laying hands on the sick and you should lay hands on the sick and they will recover. There's nothing wrong with raising the dead. If God empowers you to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not putting that down, but I'm correcting wrong thinking that is crippling you from walking in power Monday through Friday. By redemption, resurrection from the dead, like Jesus, you have been declared. Somebody say, I've been declared. To be the child of God, the son of God, the daughter of God, with power. Hallelujah. Learn this lesson again from Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Question, before we read the story again. Was Apostle Paul a powerful apostle? You are sure? You are sure? Read the story again in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Because of time, you can if you start reading from verse 7, he said a messenger of Satan was buffeting him in his ministry. And if you read the chapter before, he was always having one challenge or crisis. 
shipwreck today, stoning to death tomorrow, um, poverty today, um, nakedness today. It was a rough ministry. But this one got to him. He called it a thorn in his flesh. And he prayed to God, God, take away the stone in the flesh. Like someone may be praying to God, give me employment. Or give me financial breakthrough. Or bring healing in my body. And the first time, nothing happened. Second time, nothing happened. Third time, nothing happened. Then eventually, God spoke to him or God opened his ears to hear what God was trying to tell him. He said to me, Apostle Paul said in verse 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, My grace, and you will see later on, is substituted power for grace. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. In other words, I am not going to take away this problem that you have in your ministry, Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul died in that problem. He was imprisoned for all the later years of his ministry. Can you imagine that powerful apostle preaching the spirit of the Lord God is upon you? He me to open prison doors to the prisoners. He was in prison till the end of his time. He prayed in the Philippians epistle. According to your prayer for me, I know that you turn out to my salvation. In other words, you pray and God will deliver me from this prison. They didn't deliver him from prison. No, they killed him in that prison. Today, they will say he's a powerless apostle. That's what they will say of Apostle Paul. Praise God. In fact, then they said so of him as well. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 10. Hallelujah. For his letters are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. They said Paul only has power in letter. When he comes to our church, the building doesn't shake. Praise God. He can't preach like T.D. Jakes. Ah, that is a powerful preacher. But Paul wasn't supposed to preach like T.D. Jakes. Well, they didn't know T.D. Jakes in Bible days, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay, some of you don't know who T.D. Jakes is. Praise God. <laughs> My grace is sufficient for you. I am not going to take away the problem. Apostle Paul now did something. Therefore, most gladly, back to 2 Corinthians chapter um, 12, verse 9 again. Most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities, please watch where we are going, that the power of Christ, the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hallelujah. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, my reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Hallelujah. So, the fact that I am imprisoned doesn't mean I'm not powerful. The fact that I am poor, he, was, he didn't have money, doesn't mean I'm not powerful. The past that I have shame and reproach, doesn't mean I'm not powerful. In fact, my attitude, once he got that revelation, that regardless of my circumstances, I am still a powerful apostle. He focused on that. And he realized what his power was. My power is in writing epistles. My power is it's not about prison break. I don't have to break out of prison. If Apostle Paul came out of that prison and didn't write these epistles, I will not be talking about him 2,000 years after. That wasn't the expression of power that God ordained for him. People could get healed reading his letters. People could come out of prison reading his letters, but he is not coming out of prison. Think about the Macedonian church. Apostle Paul wrote to us about them, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 
from verse 1. We, we, we read about them in closing the first service. Verse 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Moreover, brethren, this is very, very instructive for those of you who may not have come into your financial breakthrough yet. You may not have all the money you want yet. You may not have the job you want or the business you want. Read and hear what we are saying. That you have those circumstances and issues in your life does not make you a person that doesn't have power. You are as powerful as any other Christian. You are not less powerful than the apostle that lays hands on the sick and they get instantly healed in their in service. Your circumstances is not what determines the power of God. Your redemption is what determines the power of God at work in your life. And the earlier you wake up to it and start walking in it, the better for you. Like these guys. Moreover, brethren, I want you to know the grace of God is referring to the power of God as well. The grace of God, or we can say the power of God, the same power I was talking about in, in 2 Corinthians 12, that he now focused on. Instead of pressing God to change my situation, I started thanking God in my situation so that the power will rest upon me. And I can use that power for what God wants me to use it for. God wants me to use it to write powerful letters. I don't need money to write powerful letters. I don't need to be out of prison to write powerful letters. I don't need healing anointing laying out to write powerful letters. I, it's in my two by two prison cell. Just give me a table and a chair. And I will write the epistle of Ephesians for you by the power of God. Like these guys. You don't need billions to be a generous giver. You don't need a big fantastic job. You just need to understand the power you carry. Look at it. Brethren, I want you to know of the power of God, the grace of God bestowed on the churches in Macedonia. That watch in, 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 in a great trial of affliction, they were in an affliction. So if you are thinking that, hey, until I come out of this problem, before I start serving God, you are deceiving yourself. In affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty, they were in deep poverty. But yet the power of God came upon them. Because it's not the poverty or the affliction or the lack thereof that determines the power of God in your life. It is redemption. Hallelujah. Like Christ, you have been declared to be the son of God with power. It came with your redemption package. In the first service we read from Revelation 5. What is the lamp that, was, that has received for us power? The first thing mentioned was that it gave us power. There is no redeemed person that doesn't have power. There are many redeemed people that don't know their power. And part of it is that they think or they estimate their power based on the circumstances in their life. And you are just wrong. And I hope I'm helping you this morning. In a great trial of affliction, they were able to still have abundance of joy even though they were in deep poverty. And it abounded to the riches of their liberality. The day you can understand how a poor person can be generous, that's the day you start understanding the power of God. The day you can understand how a prisoner can be writing to people, rejoicing in the Lord and it's against us, that's the day you start understanding the power of God. It does not have to change your circumstances. In fact, hear me and hear me well. For God to get greater glory, God may leave you in that problem. 
to show that though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, I can be with you. Ah, some people don't want to hear that. But one day, <laughs> it will be open to you. God is that powerful. He can leave you in prison to display his real power in your life. Ask Apostle Paul. He can leave you in poverty to show that even through poor people, I can do great things. Hallelujah. Look at the text. I'm not done with it yet. In a great trial of affliction, hallelujah, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Watch it. This is a secret. For I bear them record according to their ability. KJV says according to their power. They had power. Their circumstances didn't look like it. Their situation didn't look like it. But their redemption declared it. According to, and even beyond their power, they were freely willing to give. Hallelujah. Show me someone that doesn't have much. Like that widow with two mites. But we still say, Pastor, can I contribute to what we are doing in church? That is someone that has started walking in divine power. Show me someone that is still imprisoned. Whether it's a physical imprisonment because of sickness in his body, or a marital crisis, or a family crisis, but can still say, let me encourage somebody else. That is someone that understands the mystery of the power of God. Hallelujah. And you can start walking in that power from now. So this is what the devil has done to many Christians. Because they are more focused on their situation and circumstances, when a negative situation and circumstance comes, like a global pandemic, that has wrecked all manner of havoc all over the world, and they seem helpless, rather than declaring their redemption and consciously walking in the power of their redemption, even though the circumstances don't look like I'm powerful, rather than doing that, people allow the adversity of the circumstances convince them that they are weak people. And they are people without power. And even though they are the redeemed of the Lord, day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, walking and living like powerless people. Somebody say, that's not me forever. From today, I understand. I can't hear you. Say, from today, I understand. Regardless of my situation, I'm still powerful. Let me close by showing you how you can walk in that power. I gave them two keys in the first service. Number one is the confession and the declaration of your mouth. Number two is giving thanks. We won't go into that. Look at this one in the third service. I mean in the second service. Number three, we I want to share with you how you can from now. Somebody say now. It's not until I raise the dead. No. That is not the only definition of power. Writing letters in a prison cell can be an expression of divine power that will change the world. Let's dash Paul that he raised the hundred dead people. Has that been more impactful to humanity than the letters he wrote? And in most minds, hey, this one raised the hundred people. Back to life. This one wrote letters. Who, who is more powerful? 2,000 years will tell us. 2,000 years later, we will know. This one is imprisoned. Ah, we have prayed and prayed. In fact, we are tired of this, this case. <laughs> it's looking like it's beyond God's power. 
No. God doesn't need to touch the case. His grace is sufficient. It's not about situation and circumstances. Are you hearing me this morning? How can I walk in divine power? Simple but practical ways to walk in power. Number three, sharing and preaching the gospel. I use the word sharing there because even what I've said, I know some people are still afraid of the word preaching. <laughs> ah, I'm not powerful enough to preach. Okay, are you powerful enough to share? <laughs> Let me ask anybody, are you powerful enough to share? First of all, I'm not powerful enough to preach. Are you powerful enough to share? Watch the power of God here. Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed. Praise God. Somebody shout, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I can't hear you. Shout it, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God. Ah, it's not just healing the sick that is the power of God. It's not just raising the dead that is the power of God. What does this scripture tell us the power of God is? The gospel. And if you study the text and the other scripture I'm going to show you, it's talking about preaching the gospel. Telling a friend Jesus died on the cross for your sin. You don't have to live in sin. You don't have to live in sickness. Sharing, whether he believes or not, is another matter. Sharing that gospel, preaching that gospel is activating and working in divine power. Many Christians don't know that. Like people don't know that you can write a letter in a prison cell and be walking in power. Because the only concept of power is raising the dead and instantly healing the sick. They are not wrong. But they are grossly incomplete of the definition and the understanding of the power of God. Not everybody is going to raise the sick. Everybody has been empowered to raise the sick from their sick bed, but not everybody will walk in that. In terms of their dominant manifestation, some people's power is in their writing. Some people's power is in their speaking. Some people's power is in their singing. And power can be in just sharing the gospel. The gospel is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1. Verse 18, hallelujah, for the message of the cross, the message, the message, it's something we preach, it's something we share. Anybody can start work, as you are leaving church today, you get to the bus stop, you can share with someone. You can share with someone. And it's not just even message of the word of God itself. I can tell you that for free. I've seen over the years that because I preach this word to people, the power of God is walking, walking, walking in my life. The message of the cross, the word of God, it's the power of God. Some Christians don't share it. And that's a cheap way to walk in power. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Not just raising the dead. Not just healing the sick. Bless God. Laying hands on the sick and watching the sick recover is the power of God. Yes. But preaching the message of the cross is equally the power of God. You can do that. You can also lay hands on the sick. 
But if you don't lay hands on the sick, or you lay hands on the sick and the sick did not get healed, know that sharing the gospel with someone is walking in the power of God. Verse 22, because of time. Run it down to verse 25 for me. For Jews request a sign. Look at them looking for miracles from one power mountain, one prayer mountain to another. Jews, they've been doing it from Bible days. Because in their mind, power is only signs and wonders. If Red Sea is not parting, there's no power there. If manna is not formed for heaven, there's no power there. They are requesting a sign. The Greeks watch their own. They are looking for wisdom. Do you know there's intellectual power? That's why you are paying Apple. That's why they collect your crude oil and sell you petrol. They have intellectual power. That's another power I didn't list there. So if you like, just stay with miracle power alone. You will forever be poor. If you stay with just one, you will forever be poor. Because after you have done your miracle power and raised all the dead, you still have to put petrol in your car. And you are going to pay mobile. And mobile is an American company. The Greeks, they've been looking for this level of power all their life. Wisdom. Now, should we not, should we forsake miracle power? Some people will think that, no, that's not my teaching. Don't forsake miracle power. But understand, there are other expressions of power. So, the Jews, there were only signs and wonders. The Greeks, wisdom. Watch, next verse. Glory be to God. But, we preach Christ. He's talking about another kind of power. There is Power for signs and wonders. There's power, wisdom, intellectual power. The cars we build. The microphone we are using. The petrol in our cars. But there's another one. We preach Christ crucified to the Jews that are looking for signs and wonders alone. is a stumbling block. To the Greeks that are focused on intellectual power, building the internet, building iPhone, is foolishness. See, there are people are just like that. Take your own camp. We, we are the people that we are science and wonders people. We, we are the people that know there's more than science and wonders. Be both. Walk in science and wonders. Walk in wisdom. Walk in the preaching of the gospel. Next verse. Glory be to God. Quickly, verse 24. Hallelujah. To those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, and he's talking about the preaching of Christ. The preaching of the gospel. It's the power of God. Several years ago, I had a very close friend. God brought him to my mind as I was preparing, as he was showing me this message this morning. He said, Pastor, I wasn't even a pastor then. He said, me, I don't like talking to people. I'm generally shy. But this is what I do. I print flyers. He makes them himself. And I write tracks. And when I meet someone that I feel I should tell the gospel, I will just slip them the track. He was walking in power. He may not have known it all. But just spreading the word. Preaching Christ. Sharing Christ. It is the power of God. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. Let's close this morning. Somebody say with me, I have the power of God. Say it's not until I lay hands on the sick and watch the sick recover. It's not until I raise the dead. I can start by sharing the word with a neighbor and a friend. And I'm equally walking in resurrection power. Is someone catching some wisdom and understanding this morning? Say I'm equally.
God doesn't have two, three different kind of power. I am equally walking. I can't hear you. Say, I'm equally walking in resurrection power as the man of God that came last Sunday. Say it, as the man of God that came to our church last Sunday and laid hands on that sick person and the tumor fell off their body. One was walking in the power of signs and wonders and miracles. I, that I'm sharing the gospel, I'm walking in the power of God as well. But it's through preaching. Oh, I would love it that everybody in this church can lay hands and the sick will instantly get healed. We will get there in Jesus' name. But let us understand and let us live. It's so simple, isn't it? Do you believe there's power in heaven? Are you sure? There's no sick person they lay hands on in heaven, no. Are you sure there's power in heaven? You are sure? They have not raised a dead person in heaven for thousands of years. And you are convinced there's power. So why are you thinking it's until you raise the dead that the power of God can work in your life? I humbly submit to you, you have been deceived. But thank God, all that can turn around today. Leave those hands and bless God. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. And make a commitment to walk in redemption's resurrection power. Pastor, how can I do that? Start sharing the gospel to people that come across your way. Act 1-8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Power comes to be witnesses. Now, we are not knocking the fact that, oh, they went out and pricked and the Lord confirmed the word with signs following. We see that in Mark 16, 20. Good. But by just sharing the word, hallelujah, we are equally walking in divine power. Come on, take one minute, everybody, this morning and make a fresh commitment to be that person that preaches the word and shares the word to the world around you. Anybody you can find, the best way you can. And as you do that today, I decree, fresh grace comes upon you. Fresh enablement comes upon you. New expressions of divine power walking in your life. I decree this is the least level of power you'll ever walk in. You will go from glory to glory. Greater and deeper expressions of divine power. That will be your life. And that will be your story. And every other thing that you seek to see in your life, by the power of God, you will see them manifest as well. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody that believes the word of God this morning, give the Lord a loud shout of praise. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.